The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies, not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Play him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Well, hello and welcome, everybody. It is a Wednesday for the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherpin, the book, Matt Pearl, the Bostonian, live on YouTube, live on Twitter. And we will welcome in B. Howe in a little bit. Brad Howe from West Virginia will stop on by. Last day, Dave. I got two baseball bets going on right now. We'll talk about in a second. Last day. Last day for what? Of having to bet baseball. I get five consecutive football days. It's not, I know, but it's not the last day that you're going to bet baseball. Oh, it's one of. Baseball. It's one of. <laughs> it's going to be very good because once we get through the long weekend, it's into, I got to bet Tuesday and then kind of Wednesday. And then I got Thursday football. I got Friday football. I got Saturday football. I got Sunday football. I got Monday football. Swing it all the way. You're, you're, you're going to find a baseball bet here or there. <laughs> here I, I, or there. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like today when I have nothing to bet but baseball. And I have no choice but it's to only, play baseball. There's only four games tomorrow, I think. Thank uh, gosh. Oh, no, there's some more. I, yeah, I, it's I, Thursday, but but I've got football. Travel. Day. I got three games I'm betting tomorrow on football. This is great. We're all good. I'm 3-0 and oh so far in college football. Let's go. Off to a good start. <laughs> haven't, haven't got an L yet in college football. Let's go tomorrow. tomorrow right. Yeah, roll. Tomorrow. So we'll talk some college football coming up with B. How before we get to what happened last night, we have two games going on right now in major league baseball. I am on the run line for the Orioles four two right now. Top two. Yep. Open up a four nothing lead. They gave up two nothing, two runs to the White Sox. And I'm on the yep. run line for the Phillies plus one thirty on the Phillies mm-hmm. plus one eighteen on the Orioles. Now would be a good time to probably go bet the Phillies in game as they're down, right? They're down two nothing. Uh, not anymore because it just locked. It's two one bases two loaded, one. one out. So my guess is that they just got right. a bunch of just tried to just jump in there, and it's really you got to be fast. You got to be you later. So yeah, but they've been see. trailing both games against the Angels before. Yes. So. Uh, and they came back, and wow, they're now backed up minus two forty. Thanks for coming. <laughs> and, the total, and the total that was eleven and a half. Eleven so and a half. Yeah. Schwarber's up with the bases loaded right now for Philadelphia with only against, one out. 
against yeah. Detmers. So, yeah, uh, yeah th- that's looking good for yeah. the offense. The Orioles offense just won't quit. The White Sox actually scored a couple of runs, which is kind of remarkable. I have one more run line going. I decided to bet all run lines today. So I'm going out with a bang. All plus money. You're not going out. <laughs> You'll be betting baseball by next by next week. You'll probably take the weekend off. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Weekend. You'll be all in with the football. Uh-oh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Five straight days with no baseball. I don't believe you. Five straight, no you, baseball. You, 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 you literally told everybody yesterday that it was the end of the Red Sox. Yes, I was right. Gorov, what a, what a, what a, what an unbelievable performance. Absolute what? must shout out Gorov for the trumpet playing. Will super producer Will for putting together the short so fast, turned it around. You tweeted it. I tweeted it. You posted it on the YouTube channel, which you should be subscribing to already and liking the videos and the the show when we do it live. That was amazing. How many times did you watch it? Seriously, how many times? To the point where Madeline told me to stop watching it. She was pissed off. (laughs) I did the same thing. I, I waited until everybody was downstairs and I started to play it. Yeah. And they're like, what are you doing over there? (laughs) You have to see this video. (laughs) Watch this video. And got a little smile from. Oh, I laugh every time. Oh, good. Good. She's like, that was actually, that was actually really good. You know, two run home run white Sox. Bam. It's four, four, just like that. Not two, two now Phillies though. Okay. My goodness. Both games have 15 and a half live number for the Orioles and the White Sox, 11 and a half live number for the Angels and the Phillies. Yeah. 15 and a half. Hello. Um, Orioles aren't are going to stop scoring. That means that's good. It's one of those games. This is this is uh this is this day baseball midweek is just like Sunday baseball, P. Ralt. Sometimes wonky. it's a wonky. Good word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys also uh, commenting on the show after doing a great job there. The Thank you. Has answered the bell for that. Yep. Participating in the Discord channel, which is what again? BVBshow.com. All over that. We did the Sirius XM announcement yep. for next week. That starts. Yep. Uh, you'll be able to find us there. And then the comments in the chat have been outstanding. <laughs> like if you if you're listening to the show and you can't listen live or watch live. Try to do your best at some point in the next couple days before we really get into football season and we have the guests lining up and we have the people coming Mm. in to watch the show, listen to the show. Um, Mm. We really appreciate all of you. For sure. So, yeah, that's happening uh, next Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Pacific time. We start on Sirius XM channel 159 for the replay for the show. So if you do have XM, bookmark that channel 159, which is Sirius XM's uh, sports grid channel. So you guys will get us on the replay on TV and on radio simulcasted both. So if you're watching for some reason, you have to run out. You want to keep listening to the show, put it on Sirius XM. You got it both. So same show, same breaks, same structure. Same. I have to ask you, everybody in the chat's asking. And what's up? I was taking multiple texts last night. Are you a jinx? Am I a jinx? Are you a jinx? Am I a jinx? There's no fucking thing as a jinx. Wait a second. You didn't even say sorry, Will. I don't say sorry, Will. I just say, say we have to say it emphatically so Will knows when we swear. I have to say sorry. And I'm not so I'm not saying sorry for that swear word. I'm not saying sorry for tweeting out those no hitter. I'm not saying sorry for anything because there is no such thing. You brought Zeno into it. 
All these no, people because because Zeno's on there because you guys are, I would we've all been on Sports Grid together talking about when no hitters are happening and I say no hitter no hitter no hitter no hitter and it doesn't matter. Stop saying it while it's happening. There's no mush. There's no jinx. There's no superstition. It's a bunch of malarkey. It's a bunch of nonsense. Means nothing. What I right say, on cue, two if, outs in a night after you said it. Boom. If you're giving me that much power, if I have that much power, yes. thank you. I'll take the He-Man sword Skeletor takedown. I'll do it all. You want it? I'll take it. Okay. If Matt Peralt controls the universe, if this world spins on the axis that I decide when it spins and where it spins, I'm in, I'm in love with the world, but you're giving me a lot of power that I do not have. People in the chat right now, yeah. BVB Brigade, which is building every single day. There's people yes. voting. Sonic just recognized. Shout out to SoCal DGen for putting together the voting in the Discord for the NFL season. We'll wins. explain that later. Yes, I know. But all this stuff is going on. Yes, I'm going to ask the people right mm -hmm. now watching the show. Is P. Raw to Jinx? That's yes, fine. They no. can believe that, but they also the same ones might believe that black cats are bad luck and that Friday the Thirteenth means something. Black it's, cats it's, are bad luck. Don't what the anything. hell are you I talking about? I had a black about? cat my whole life growing up. This, this black cats mean nothing. My father was born on Friday the Thirteenth. It means nothing, although it might mean something for him. I don't know, but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Broken mirrors mean nothing. Walking under ladders means nothing. Open up an umbrella inside your damn house means nothing. All of this stuff is malarkey. It's junk. It's nonsense. This whole idea of someone being a mush. Oh, I can't bet with this person. He's a mush. Oh, you can't call it a no hitter. That's a mush. It's the dumbest stuff ever. You're we are analytical Alex people. Carlson. We are You're smart people. We're supposed to look at a football game and break it down differently than John, who, the drunk at the end of the bar. And if you're telling me that John at the end of the bar, but the drunk there, he's like, ah, I'm on that thing. Okay, that guy's a mush. Oh, I can't be on the side of that guy. What? It's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Arctic just came in the chat and said, Matt, you did it for the no-hitter. You took down Cobb. You did it with the Angels. You took down them. I mean, what the hell? You wait, buried wait, the wait. Red Sox yesterday. You told everybody that. They'll probably go on an eight-game losing You're streak. You're conflating after that. things that have nothing to do with each other. Absolutely zero. The Red Sox go and win the win the wild card spot because I said it wasn't going to happen. That's awesome. I'll own that. That's great. But yeah, you'll be singing that dirty water song and all that other. It's crap. true. JC from KC said. He just said hashtag sorry, Will, but Pete Ralph is a fucking jinx. That's fine. I'll own it. Thank you. I've got that much power. Really? That's awesome. That's so cool. If I am that powerful, if you guys all live in the world that I control, you're fucked. That's great. It's awesome. I love this. This is phenomenal. Can we always have this? Can I have, does that work out in like other things? Can I like walk into banks and like make transactions that automatically are going to go in my favor? I mean, I did just have a pretty crazy one that happened about two days ago that I still can't believe happened. So, <laughs> I mean, when we went when we went to the, get the wire at the circuit, that one. Oh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't know how in the world I got a five figure bounce, but I got a five figure bounce that was just handed to me out of nowhere. So, oh, yeah, that one. No, no, so, I mean, talking about that. we're not talking about it. I'm just saying that happened. So, I mean, I am. I, I guess I actually am running kind of hot at the moment, but you guys are in a lot of trouble. 
this is if, if I have the power to control whether or not Alex Cobb, me sitting in Las Vegas, whether he gives up a hit or not, pitching in San Francisco. Mm. Wow. I mean, you're talking about the how how like you know the butterfly effect. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty damn good, man. I got a lot of clout. I appreciate oh. everyone who thinks that I've got that much power. But yes, if I have the power, let's go. What else can I do? Can I get the Orioles to win by two? Can I guarantee that? I don't know now. I mean, you know, now that you keep talking about it, but jeez. four four two two. I need the Phillies win by two and the Orioles win by two, and we're good. Let's do it both. Sounds like a split at this point. Oh, that's okay. Then I got the late game going tonight, and we'll go two and one, and I'm all good. Yeah, plus money okay. on both on all three bets. Let's go. All right. I, I'm, I'm all in on it. You ready and for B? Roger Long just said that uh, you did bet on the Steelers in the preseason, so that was good. So maybe you're not total jinx. The dumbest. You guys are smart people. You look at numbers. You're gambling. Are they? Are brigade guys, guys? Are you smart yes, people? They are. They, 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 they are. They're smarter. A gambler is smarter than the average sports fan. Whoa. It's true. Really? It is. Yes. A gambler. Skeletor or he man? What did you? Is it Skeletor. I have the power over Skeletor. Yeah, I have the over power. Skeletor. You're yeah. not Skeletor. No, against nobody Skeletor. likes Skeletor. Take, take I have the power. You go ahead and, and get get the get the whatever the hell that sword was called, and he put up the sky. Clown MB3 just said, "Well, now we need to live bet the Angels and the White Sox." Go ahead, hit them both. That, that would be great. Go right ahead. I mean, if 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 you think I, we as gamblers understand that what we say, what we bet, and what we do has no impact. On the game. None. Some, some gamblers don't want to tempt the yeah. gambling. Gods. Some gamblers I want to put up against a wall and smack them around. Be like, use your damn brain. You sit here for eight hours a day staring at a damn computer and you think that some dude in some place says something that's going to fuck up your bet. Are you kidding me? What is wrong with you? Like, seriously, what's the point? Why don't you just do this? If you believe that, you should literally flip a coin every single time you want to make a bet, flip a coin. Because that's what you're telling me. That the universe can determine all these things, all the work I'm doing, all the research, all the conversations I'm having, doesn't matter. Flip a coin. Need to go 50, need to go six out of 10, flipping the coin. Nonsense. Take take a deep breath. We got we got to get B. Howe in here quickly. <laughs> he's, he's, he's on the clock. Oh, he is. Okay. No, no, he's not on the clock, clock, but he's he's got shows to do later. He's got pickup after school. Oh. Hold on, real quick. Put him in the big square. There we go. Put him in the big square. <laughs> What's up, my friend? How are you? Welcome back. Hello, boy. Good to see you, Brad. Hello, guys. Great to be back. Love when Matt is on a rant. Unfortunately, <laughs> that was very entertaining. Unfortunately, I'm on Sherapan's side. I was just now, now. Listen, former college baseball player. I still coach. I, I can't. I, Matt, you're ultimately right, but I can't side with you. I was at a minor league game on Saturday, a no-no okay. into the sixth. We're all elbowing and talking, not saying it, elbowing. All of a sudden, a daughter, one of my buddies in front said, well, what am I looking at? The guy's throwing a no-hitter, so what? Boom, hit came right after that. So right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, See, Matt. So if, if I say it on Twitter, but 20 other accounts, including numerous sports betting accounts, all alert everybody, no-hitter, no-hitter. Bottom line, ESPN, no-hitter, no-hitter. Who ultimately is to blame? Who is the jinx? Then? You. you. Well, Me? Just you. because yeah. I'm more yeah, powerful than all of them. A lot of juice with you, Matt. A lot of juice. Oh, damn. Okay. Hey, I, I, I'll take that <laughs> crown. Let's go. All right. Let, let's go. <laughs> all right. 
You got a lot of things to talk about, B. How, by the way, the beard looks exceptional right now. You really <laughs> Thank you, sir. Preseason form. Yeah, right. Stand um, First off, so I reach out and, you know, we'll get to the Penn State, West Virginia thing because we know, we. I know you've done a deep dive into that because you talk about West Virginia and sports every day back home. But can you tell us a little bit about this backup quarterback? For the Bears, he just made the team. P. Rawl put it in the rundown before you and I spoke. Him and I are ham and egging on all this other stuff. I said, you're not going to believe this. B. Howell has some insight into a kid who played at what, what, Shepherd University. Is that is it? Tyson yeah, Shep- Bagden. Ba- Bajan. Bajan, how you say Tyson Bajan. Yeah, and and, and Matt's on it. I mean, that's the story of the NFL yesterday on cutdown day, guys. Undrafted free agent signed by the Bears. Didn't just make the roster, but he's sitting there as as QB2 right now. I realize they're going to sign a veteran in there to bring some help in. But the guy's outstanding, so I'll give you some quick background here before we get into Penn State and West Virginia. He's from Martinsburg, West Virginia, which is about as big a football factory as West Virginia has. They were on a, okay. on a recent 10-year streak where they won eight state titles. They've been outstanding. They just roll through everybody. But normally in that situation, they, they have not produced a ton of Division I guys, as, as the state of West Virginia doesn't in general. And when the state produces Division I guys, it's generally linemen that have some size. In fact, West Virginia's got three of them on its starting five offensive linemen right now. But skill position guys, you see a lot of talented football players in the state but generally it's the size that gets them. Well, Bajan wasn't that way. He was 6'3", could throw it in high school, was absolutely dominant, set every record, won Player of the Year awards, yet didn't get any recruiting offers. West Virginia flirted, Marshall flirted, those are his words, talked to him a little bit, but no real firm offers. Albany and Robert Morris were his two offers coming out of high school, which is amazing because the guy could flat out play. So he goes to Shepherd University, a Division II school right near his hometown of Martinsburg, and just flat lights it up for four years. He won the Harlan Hill Award, the Division II Heisman, his junior season, and then guys entered the transfer portal. And that was very interesting. He hit the portal, and West Virginia went hard after him. WVU wanted him this okay. last summer, before last season, to yep. come in and be the quarterback. However, Bajant decides he's going to stay at Shepherd. My guess in that had a lot to do with that West Virginia couldn't guarantee him a starting position, and he wasn't going to make that move if he wasn't guaranteed a starting position. So he says, you know what, guys? I already have NFL scouts looking at me. I'm going to go back to Shepard. He lit it up again, had another unbelievable season, and then you saw what happened. He has a great pro day. He caught some steam behind him, and then a wonderful preseason. He ends up a Chicago Bear. So it's it's a great story of perseverance and getting through, but there's a little sidelight story to this too, and I encourage people to go back and, and Google this or get on Twitter or X and find this because there was a neat video put out yesterday and it highlights the other part of the Bajan story, which is pretty funny. His dad, his dad is a 20 time world champion arm wrestler no and way. he's outstanding on the mic. He is he is a WWE type of character. He's oh. incredibly fun to listen to and, um, and an arm wrestler and has been Tyson's whole life. So he grew up watching that. So it's it's a really fun, neat story. All of us here in West Virginia are pulling for the kid. And he's just, here's the thing, guys, undrafted out of that Division II school. He's a flat-out hell of a football player. Watch for him. I think he's got a chance to actually make an impact in the NFL. Would you pick him up in a fantasy draft as a no. backup plan? No, you can't no. do that. Now, don't you get, don't get too crazy. No, That's you can't do that. What are you, what are you talking about? Here's the question, though, Brad, because I can't figure this out. So – he goes 
to the combine. He's undrafted rookie coming out. He goes to senior day, his name being Badgett, it's a B. So on the senior day alphabetical roster, he's right at the top. He was working out before all the big names came behind him. So the scouts were there to watch the other guys and they started to go, who is this kid who threw for 159 touchdowns, which broke the record for touchdown passes across all division one, all three levels of D one football. He broke them all. He goes to camp. He wins the job. They cut the veterans. He, he, he stays there, but how did he not get recruited? This is what's so strange to me because was there baggage? Was there grade problems? Like a kid this size with this type of talent normally doesn't stay at division two for very long. Yeah, I, I agree. And I wish I had a better answer for you. I don't. I did his state championship game back and somebody can fact check me. I don't even remember the year, but doing or during that game at halftime, the Martinsburg coaches were right next to me. I mean, they're they're six feet away from me in a booth when they before the game, I said to them, I said, what? What's the deal with Bajan? Why aren't there more offers here? He, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not an NFL scout, but that's a division one quarterback size arm can make all the throws. He's got it. Someone's not taking a chance on him. And yet they didn't. And he, he was the guy that likes that area. He wanted to stay close to home. And he just figured Shepard was the place that he could go light it up and get to where he was going. Again, I mentioned he entered the transfer portal after his junior year to look around. But I think at that point, if you're not guaranteed a job in a system that you know you can thrive in, I think he made a smart move. There was already talk of him when he won the Harlan Hill Award. There were scouts at every one of those Shepherds games. They absolutely knew who Tyson Bajant was. So he needed a perfect situation to move from Shepard and frankly didn't get it, went back and lit it up, and there's his path. But, Matt, you're right. That's a 100% miss on basically every Division I school out there not named Alabama or Ohio State because the kid can flat play, as you can see. Wow. All right, swing it uh, to, to, to the school in West Virginia. And the game that they have uh, coming up against Penn State. And we've talked so many times um, about Penn State. Matt's on their season wins over nine and a half. As the White Sox go ahead 5-4, he's not a jinx. I'm praying he's not a jinx. (laughs) I don't want him to be a jinx. Really. Keep saying it. You're killing me. But be how. What are you looking at for the West Virginia game for, for 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 Penn State? Because the original plan was I was going to come back, pick you up. We were going to get in a car, drive, tell the wives we were good. You drive. I just sit in the passenger seat. That's 100% happening. How's this game breaking down? What's going to happen? All right, let's dive in here. And first of all, the biggest dog of the day is you wearing Orioles, not Penn State stuff. I am absolutely stunned. You've got a three-touchdown favorite, and you're not decked out in all blue and white. So that's a major major upset. It's Ravens Ravens Day today on the show. We're breaking down the Ravens season wins. I will not wear the Ravens stuff unless completely forced through. (laughs) I conceded for my man Kevin the supervisor at the Circa, who's a diehard Baltimore guy, yes. and wore the Orioles stuff. That's why. Fair enough. I thought you'd bring it at me, though, since we always go back and forth on that. Right. So, oh, I feel – I mean, it's we're a huge favorite. There's no chance that West Virginia is going to go in there and even cover the spread, right? Well, right? I don't know. I mean, hold on here. You want to try and build a little bit of a case here? I'll say let's just start here. Uh, Matt's over win total. Matt, I, I like that pick, too. I think Penn State is flat-out loaded. They should be in every discussion about Big Ten contenders, national title contenders. They are absolutely loaded at every position in Happy Valley at night, 
first game of the season against a West Virginia team that has a ton of questions. So you're right. I don't know that there's any way West Virginia can walk in and get a win over the world champion Nittany Lions. Uh-oh. It's an impossible situation. <laughs> Here's the thing, Dave. You've been around a long time. West Virginia has gone in there with really loaded teams and hasn't been able to get a win. I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. since the 50s since it right. happened. So yeah. this is a huge challenge. West Virginia has a ton of question marks going into this season. Its win total is suppressed. The national narrative is that this team is not going to be very good and that Neil Brown's on the hot seat. So yes. to start with, the talent gap seems pretty pretty massive here in this case. Here's the thing that you look for if you're West Virginia and you're trying to cover the spread. Because I think if you're the Mountaineers, you go in and, and listen, WV was not built on moral victories. But this is one of those cases where you need to get out of there with a moral victory and not get crushed because you've got a heck of a tough September coming up with Pitt right around the corner, by the way. So Mm. if I'm West Virginia and I go in with a first-time starting quarterback or a new starting quarterback, he started a couple games last year in Garrett Green, that's where this all starts. And you're getting a defense that I think is not only the best West Virginia will see all season, it might be the best defense in the country. They're loaded at every level. They've got a pass rusher that's elite. They've got linebackers that are elite. They've got two cover corners that are outstanding. So West Virginia scoring points in this game, I think, is going to be really difficult. Um, I can't imagine West Virginia can get up over 17 points in this particular um, game. So let's start there. You like team total under? You already want to go that way? Yeah, team total under. I mean, the total in the game is 50 and a half. The spread is up to 20 and a half. There's nobody that's taking the Mountaineers plus the points. Yeah, I, I, I don't you think the number goes higher? Does it get up to three touchdowns before kickoff? Oh, yes. for somebody's testing the waters. I mean, yeah, I think uh, it does too. I South think at that point, point he has here in Vegas, and that's the way it's going. Yes, if if it's that point, I might have to take a little piece of West Virginia at that point. And and here's the hope: if you're trying to build that narrative for West Virginia as a dog at a three touchdown dog. On the offensive side of the ball, and I'm nitpicking here because I think Penn State's loaded on both sides of the ball. But if I'm going to nitpick, there's a couple areas offensively that Penn State has to show you. One, the talented Drew Aller is supposedly getting the start. James Franklin won't announce that he's starting, but everybody thinks Drew Aller's yeah. starting. Flat out stud, right? Makes every throw. Yeah. He's got everything you want. Size, arm, can throw from every arm angle. Outstanding. Yes. The offensive line maybe a little bit of a question here for Penn State. They've got a top 10 pick at left tackle. Yes. The rest of their line has played a ton. They've got a lot of experience, a lot of games played. This but if true. you go by the PFF grades or talk to people around that program, oh. they need to see some improvement and some step forward from everybody else along that line. Now, West Virginia's defensive line has a ton of questions with it, so maybe that neutralizes out and they're still fine. Wide receiver for Penn State. They lost a bunch of guys. They're putting some transfers in place, some new guys at receiver. Is that receiving core ready to go and make big, consistent plays? The challenge, though, for West Virginia to keep it close, we know about those two running backs. You've been telling me about Nick Singleton now since mm. he was in high school. As Ruby was advertised. telling us about it. Absolutely. Yeah, as as advertised. Hey. Thousand, thousand yard rusher last year, 750 of those thousand yards came after contact. So he's oh, a dude. 75% hey. of his yards come after contact. So That's, West God. Virginia is smallish defensively, especially linebacker and safety. They come down against a Penn State line that has some size, some good tight ends, big tight ends. If I'm Penn State, I am running, running, and then I'm running some more to set up the play action, which is part of why, Dave, I think Mm. you've seen that total come down from 53.5 down to 50.5. West Virginia's strength is on the offensive line. Three really talented potential pros on the offensive line. A couple other guys mixed in. All five starters returning. 
a mobile quarterback for the first time under Neil Brown. West Virginia wants to run it as well. So if they have some success on the ground and Penn State does, you may see some limited possessions here. I like the under that game for sure. Also with the clock. What do you make of that after week zero? Because if folks don't know this, and you should know this, you're betting football this weekend. The clock is not stopping after a first down. Mm -mm. This is the NFL rule where the clock will stop. Well, kind of. It's a hybrid NFL rule because the clock stops after a first down inside of two minutes of either half. The NFL doesn't do that. Did you feel like the games were faster? Unders went four and three. They did. In the first week of college football. Do you think that gets, you know, continued or is offense is going to come back to life when the better offenses are on the field? It makes sense that it should matter, right? Except those those folks that, that crunched those numbers found it what? Shaved three minutes off the game time overall. So, right. so did it really it affect? Matter. It came out it to what? Matter. Five yeah. or six plays per team. So no, I think yeah. the answer really is it's negligible at this point, which is a small today. sample size. I get it, but I think the it's books, negligible, Matt. Yeah, the books overreacted with all their all their numbers. Like for instance, I've been talking about this all, all summer, but Drake May's numbers last year, he threw for 4,300 yards for North Carolina. He lost two receivers to the NFL, but he's got three really good ones to throw to. He could be the first pick in the draft. His number went from 4,300 down to 3,150 because of the rule change. Like that's insanity. Like 1200 yard difference. I, I, I thought it was a complete overreaction by the sports books. And I think we're going to quickly after week one, realize that it's not going to be that big of a difference. Yeah. And I think teams that want to play tempo are just going to pick it up a little bit and they're going to get up to the line of scrimmage and they're going to snap the ball and they're going to adjust too. So I'm with you until I see differently, just going off that week zero numbers. I, I don't think it's a, it's a big deal at this point, but I think in this particular game, the under is absolutely the way you have to look. Now, the fear when you're holding that under ticket, the fear is going to be those two running backs from Penn State. If they could bust off a 53-yard or a 65-yard long run at any moment. So both if you're on the dog side with West Virginia and the under, you're just holding your breath that West Virginia can get guys to the ground once they make contact with Allen or Singleton. Yeah, big plays. If there's big plays in this game, that's the recipe for the game going over. West Virginia's run game is going to take a step on the next level. Tyler Wyatt in the chat just said that they have a top two big 12 potential running back offensive line combination. His projected number is 18. So it's mm. going to fall right around the number. Come Pihau, real quick, um, get, let me give you two numbers here, though, Dave, to back that do. up. Number one. Are you West doing Vir- this PFF, all this other? Are you deep into the weeds, like you like to say, where you, you, you're doing all this research and now, you know, you have to show me? all of the things that you, you like to, to I did, but I won't, I won't bore you guys with that. I'll do that on our own show. I won't give you all that. I'm just going to give you a a number if you like the under. So went back over the last 30 games. Okay. Last 30 games for Penn state when they've had a total of 53 and a half or lower 53. And I did that number because that's where it started 53 and a half or lower when being a 20 point favorite at home, Uh they're one in six. It's one in six against the spread. What the, I mean, that's not Penn State. So if you like, if you it like is, the dog side, so this, is a, this is a totally different Penn State team than we've seen. Really Tell them. So I, I kind of would, I kind of would throw that out the window and say, this is not the same Penn State team that we've seen in years past. I, I, I have a question I'll ask you about West Virginia though, because yep. we talked to Chris Williams, who like you covers one school very closely. Chris is an Iowa state guy, right? It's been a horrible summer for him. He said he's been absolutely awful for the gambling scandal, but also because of realignment and what the big 12 is going to look like who is going where, who is joining what conference. How does West Virginia feel about their current stature? And do they think that they may be looking to either move, stay, 
or are they okay with their current position in the Big 12? Yeah, so a couple ways to unpack that, and I'll answer it this way. No, they're not looking to move right now because, quite frankly, the Big 12 is now the third most stable conference. The ACC is the one that has been thrown into chaos. Are they adding? Are they not? What's Florida State doing? Is my Does Miami want out? What's Clemson doing? So, no, West Virginia feels comfortable in its setting. The Big 12 has been very good for West Virginia, not just because it threw it a life raft when the Big East exploded, but because up until this latest round of expansion, these schools are all very similar. They're not even remotely close to West Virginia in geography. But other than that, they're really the same place. Kansas State, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State go right down the list. Schools and fan bases very like-minded to West Virginia. So it's actually been a really good fit for WVU outside of the obvious geography, which has been a mess, and it's a really difficult spot to be in. Now you're adding UCF in, you're adding Cincinnati, which is great for West Virginia because it's a Mm -hmm. close rival that they've been in a conference with before. That's excellent. As far as adding in the West Coast teams, it's kind of guys from a West Virginia perspective. You, eh, I I mean, okay, that's fine. And that's no disrespect to any of those teams, but it's just further away from WVU. So the realignment discussion from a West Virginia side of things is simply this. If it stabilizes the Big 12, if it means the Big 12 can last and West Virginia is not left outside looking in like an Oregon State or Washington State, then realignment is good and fine. And the Big 12 made a good move to stabilize itself. Outside of that, it's kind of a shoulder shrug when you talk about the schools that have come in. Would they block Pitt joining the Big 12? No, there's there's a there's a couple schools of thought, and I think the short answer is no, because it brings back an obvious rival that is close, and you'd love to play that game Perfect. every single year, which is yes. now back on the schedule. So, no, that's I think that they would welcome that. There's a lot of fans that say, "Hey, listen, screw Pitt, screw Syracuse, screw Boston College, and the whole ACC. They left and didn't want us. We don't want them. They can right. die on the vine. They can be left out. They can oh. get sent to a group of five. But cooler heads would prevail. Yeah, if Pitt was available. That'd be great. And I think, listen, this is me talking. This is my opinion. But if there was a way, if we were going to get even bigger conferences and the ACC does continue to be unstable, if you could bring a North Carolina State, even a Wake Forest, a Syracuse, a Pitt, back into the Big 12 fold, break that thing off into two pods or division, and now West Virginia is part of a more of an East Coast division of the Big 12, that might be the ideal situation. That's obviously pie in the sky. There's no indication that that's in the forefront. But when it comes to realignment, Dave, what's your line? What do you like to say all the time? Nobody knows shit. Yes. And that's 100% true, guys. I'll I'll give you a real quick story, then we'll get out of here. This is a quick story on conference realignment the last time it happened. Mm. I was still in the athletic department at WVU. We were playing a game at Maryland. I'm in the press box. There was a meeting happening. The Big East commissioner was there at the time. There was a meeting taking place, a call with all the athletic directors. The decision makers went into a room and got on a call. The West Virginia representative walked out into the hallway. I was standing there. I said, how are we? Everything good? We okay? He looked at me and said, everything's fine. Nobody's leaving. We're all good. Two hours later, the Big East collapsed. So the person in the room did not know what was happening because of all the lies being told. So, Dave, you're lying. I laugh every time you say it. It's 100% true in most situations. When it comes to conference realignment, it's the ultimate nobody knows. Oh, my Jeez. God. Um, Brad, can, can I ask one more question? Yeah. Bihau, where are you from originally? Uh, West Des Moines, Iowa. Have you ever heard of anyone being having a petition to ban them 
from being on the airwaves anywhere, let alone in Des Moines, Iowa, ever in your life? Not that I recall. Okay. That so, would be my honor. This guy, the non-jinx, <laughs> used to do the radio in Iowa. Yeah, and I knew that. the trail of glory. We're going to go back because we had Chris Williams on from Iowa everywhere and all these other things. And I know you grew up there. Can you just tell the people <laughs> who are watching? Like, the, the Iowa people, they're nice people. I told you what Iowa nice was. You didn't believe Salt me. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. Absolutely. Well, yeah, it's Iowa nice. It's real. I, Iowa nice. But tell tell B-Hal, because B-Hal will, will, will tell you if this is true or not. What is Iowa nice, Matthew? He knows this. Iowa nice is what people call the way Iowa people are to other people. They're just nice people. It's a it's a brand that they love to push, and it got popular about 10 years ago. Iowa nice. It's, is this it's, true, B-Hal? Very nice. Tremendous people. Tremendous people. The Iowa State. You Iowa need to go back and go to a game in Iowa City or go to a game That's in Ames. True. You'll see he it. Does. It's wonderful. It's it's a, it, They're both great, great venues. Is they Northern are. Iowa going to win the game against Iowa State the first week? I, can't, so ima- I can't imagine, but I mean, Iowa State now, you, you know, UNI is traditionally a really good FCS program. They have had a lot of high points. Iowa State's a little bit of a mess right now. What are they doing? How many people are playing? Who's quarterbacks? My guy Rocco Beck quarterbacking. What is are he, they doing? I, I can't imagine is Iowa he, State is loses the game. Quarterback? Is, is that, I mean, is that your guy? That's our guy. His, his dad is a former West Virginia tight end, was a first-round draft pick of the New York Jets, played in the league for a long time. He's now the head coach of the St. Louis Battlehawks, one of my very good friends. His name is Anthony Beck. So, yeah, his son is Rocco, and West Virginia was on Rocco Beck. They liked him a lot, ended up going with a backup that's here, a four-star out of Arizona named Nico Markiel, who's still here at West Virginia but did not win the starting job. Instead of Rocco, Rocco chose to go to Iowa State, and he's in position to start. Dave, we may need to talk to his friend because AJ McCarron, that story with the Battlehawks was so damn good last year with him, oh, the quarterback. Man. Remember, we talked about it, about what he was okay. doing, about him wanting to play for his sons. He didn't care about the money. And we because I made enough money. I just want to play football for my sons to be able to watch me play football. I'm a big fan of that team. Big fan well, you of should, that Matt, you should have Anthony on then. He's a former ESPN commentator as well. He does, oh. he still does New York Jets preseason games on TV with Ian Eagle, but he was an ESPN college football analyst for a number of years as well. So he's not only a great dude, he's a heck of a coach, had a great year last year as a head coach, but he's a wonderful interview. Great on the mic. Well, you're wonderful too, sir. Thank you for the time. You're always welcome back here whenever we can have you. Thank you. Enjoy the first weekend of college football. It should be a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. You're the best. Thanks for having me. That one, Mr. Brad Howe joining us here. B. Howe on the program. Let me get everything rolling here. Yeah, he does that. He talks them up like they can't lose. They this, that. He gets me nervous when he does that. Why? Because I feel like he's doing it and he's just giving me the business and he can't wait for them to lose. And then he goes, oh, I'm shocked they lost and all this other stuff. So. But we've we've spent a lot of time together. He's the best. He's the absolute right. best. Good stuff. As um. Baltimore Trail 7-5. How about that game? 18 and a half is the live total. That game's in the third inning. I got a lot of time to get some runs back, which is good. But my gosh, if you want to bet the Orioles right now, they are plus 150 on the money line. Oh. It is currently, the Phillies are minus 330 right now. on the. It's 2-2, but they've got two on and one out in the bottom of the fourth inning. Both those games are going to be football scores. Look at this little thing below us. Who in the world would bet like Wetzel says on Sports Grid, bet American money on the Angels now, tomorrow, ever, the rest ever. of the season. Ever. So they're currently 12 and a half games out of a wild card spot. So it doesn't matter what happens the next two days. They can win and the teams are chasing can all lose. 
and they're going to wind up 10 and a half games out at best on the 1st of September. So we were right. I was right, right where we were 10 games that they should have traded Otani that they were going to wind up way out. And then yesterday, including Lucas Giolito and five other players, they literally waved the white flag and just said six players. Goodbye. Because all those players are eligible to be signed by playoff contenders right now. I mean, what are they doing? I get it. You're going to bring the kids up, but whoa. So why did you? You do the veterans a favor at that point. If Fine. You, them, you cut them and you put them on waivers. This is yeah. this is the, the the little known secret. Rather than stay here and play for a non-contender and finish out the season, we'll put you on waivers. Because you must be on the roster by the first of September to be right. eligible for the playoffs. That's Correct. why. In case you're yes. Curious. So so they put them they put them out there. But um, it was like I saw somebody tweet. I can't remember who it was, and I'm sorry for not giving them the credit. But they said this is the guy. That uh, that's in your fantasy league that realizes he's not going to make the playoffs. It just dumps all his people back into the waiver wire, makes these ridiculous trades to help his buddies, which you know that happens. There's collusion and everything. But uh, yeah, now this is one of the perils of making the lines in September, right? Baseball, because what number you think of that the line should be? You have to add like twenty cents minimum. To try to snag a bot or a parallelogram or a rhombus to say, Hotter's value on the Angels today, because ain't nobody betting them the rest of the season. Bad, bad, just really bad. If And the Angels made a monster mistake with Otani on top of the fact he's hurt now. So, <laughs> no, we may have found out about him being hurt. They went bad, bad. But bad. I mean, the trade deadline, if you go back and look at the timeline, the trade deadline where they announced it, they weren't going to trade him was about July 27th, somewhere around there. August 1st was the trade deadline. He got hurt August 3rd. Terrible. Just they could have traded him and then he would have gotten hurt with somebody else's team, <laughs> not on your team. So for all that, not good. Just not well. really, just... really not good. The Angels messed this thing up in so many Couldn't different have gone ways. Any worse? Yeah, this, this was as bad, as bungled, and botched as a situation as we've seen. Whether it be the trading for Giolito and giving up assets to go and getting guys to now having to give them all up for nothing, and just you know kicking them, you know say we're done with the season. We're you know see you guys in spring training. How do you get fans to go to the the park in September? Mike Trout's back on the IL. He's going to get shut down at some point he's soon. Yeah, no, he's, he's done for the year. No way. So there's nothing really good going on right now for the Angels. It's, no. it's, it's, it's really embarrassing. All right, to football. The Packers were the mystery team. They were the ones trying to trade for Jonathan Taylor. It is still the Dolphins and the Packers. No deal yet. Taylor goes on the pup list, so he can't play for four games now. Does he get traded over the next five weeks in your mind? How desperate is the team going to be that wants them? They want a first round pick for him. They won't pay him as a first round pick, but they want to. They want to get a first round pick. The Colts got to realize at some point that he ain't going to play. He's not going to play. He's just not. So, as a bookmaker, though, what do you do with the number here? Is I know running backs and wideouts don't move needles. I get that, but. If he winds up going to the Dolphins, doesn't that change the way they play a lot? It gives them a legitimate running threat to keep Tua healthy. Oh, it certainly helps them a ton. I think 
I think you have to account for it, but how everybody, I mean, this is, this would be one of those arguments, like literally we would just be like, all right, you know, move it a little, move it a lot. How much is it against certain teams? It means more. Yes. Won't move the season win number unless somebody bets it. The season win numbers are tight. The, we, you know, we've gone through them. We went through it yesterday. It's going to fall within one, mm-hmm. maybe two of that number. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think he gets traded. I real I don't think he does. I would have as someone who is thinks the Packers are going to be better than their season win number would indicate. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers would have really benefited from having him as well. Then they could use a couple different uh options and have a backup plan to to their running game. I don't know. I, I I I don't know how much it's worth. Do you think it would push the needle for you in either place? I think if it goes to either the Packers or the Dolphins, it makes me feel much more confident in their win total. Yeah. Over. Think, over, yeah. Not that it changes individual game numbers, but I think it does make me feel like, okay, I, both teams have quarterbacks that need a running game to be successful. And if you give them a player like Jonathan Taylor – that's a huge upgrade on for, for both teams to have that type of weapon to run the ball. Now, how long do they sign them for or whatever? But I think that that's a major improvement for both those offenses to get a player like this. How much do they want to give up for him? I don't think anyone's giving up a first round pick for Jonathan Taylor. They want more than what McCaffrey brought back for the Panthers with the Niners. That's what I mean. It's only as good as the, the price is only as good as what someone will pay for it. Right. So the Niners wanted McCaffrey. They really wanted McCaffrey. They made it happen. I think his value goes up if if the Packers start three and one or if one of their running backs get hurt. Obviously, the Packers have a much better running game. You know, two guys that, that they can use. Adding Taylor's always good. Miami, it changes the offense. Yes. If they start 0 and 4, and we went through their schedule yesterday, Miami's schedule is hard to start. 0 and 4. Well, 1 and 3. I mean, those road games are tough. They are. 1 and 3 is possible. Yes. I can right. say 1 and 3. They, they might go, well, we tried. We're not going to trade for them now. You, can, right. you can't play the four games. So it's almost like a pitcher in baseball, right? Once you get to the trade deadline and you're adding that piece, that value, you got to go for it and pay. I don't think the value for Jonathan Taylor is a first-round draft choice to anybody right now because they know he's going to sit there. Yeah, I'm with you. I, it's 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 a tough spot for the Colts. I think he does not get moved. I, I'm with you on that. The Patriots cut both their backup quarterbacks yesterday. Kind of stunning. Yeah, you were all excited about the Zappy. I like Zappi a lot. They don't. I mean, it's it's okay. Zappi did not perform well. Zappi did not develop. Malik Cunningham did not develop. They brought him back both this morning on the practice squad. So they're both not gone. But this is like, you know, prime roster manipulation by the Patriots. This is amazing. Patriots only have one quarterback and two running backs on their 53-man roster. They have 11 linemen. They have 11 linemen. <laughs> this is like a high school team. One quarterback and two running backs on the 53. Yeah. So they've moved everybody to the practice squad, (laughs) both quarterbacks, backup running backs, 
and they have issues with their line. I mean, they have both offensive and defensive line issues. The Patriots are not happy with either. And so they've needed to add these guys to keep them away from the waiver, the waiver wire and to make sure they're not picked up by somebody else from a depth perspective. So, I mean, we'll see, but that's why they did what they did. They convinced Zappi, they convinced Cunningham to both come back. They'll probably be potentially even active at some point during the season. But Belichick is playing four-dimensional chess right now with this team and we'll see who winds up because I think both guys are still going to be backup quarterbacks I don't think the Patriots are going to bring anybody in and the stupid stuff that came out of people's mouths and Twitter accounts yesterday was here comes Tom Tom's going to come back here he goes I wasn't even going to address that but you oh it's up everywhere I I mean it's it's so many people oh you're frozen look at your face snap your fingers haven't done that in a while I mean you're frozen Oh, well. come back. Come back. That set off. That did come back. Oh, there you go. You're moving now. Okay. Uh, because game one is Tom Brady night. Patriots hosting the Eagles. Brady comes back in a full uniform, signs a contract. He's re- it's not happening. Stop. Everyone stop. Thank you. Please tell them. Please. Stop. I, I, stop. I, I mean, we need a full timeout. I was going to call it funny. We need a full timeout. Stretch it out. Listen. Patriot fans, let it fucking go. Okay, please just let it go. He's not coming back. All right. He left. He went to Florida, you know, the divorce. That's not why he's not coming back because he's a minority owner of the Raiders. It's fine. He ain't he'd coming to, back to play. He'd have to divest that before he could ever sign a <laughs> sign for a contract. So it's not happening. He was just at the Raiders preseason game. He's not coming Back. No, and that's okay. That's fine to move off. Of. I'm comfortable with Mac Jones. Let's move go. On. It's over. It's done. Six championships is enough. Okay. I, I don't, as I said before, Patriot fans are going to wind up being like Cowboy fans and it's going to piss me off. I don't need to go back all the time. I don't need to be looking like, you know, 90s football all the time going, remember when? I don't need that. Take it, remember it, and just go forward. And yeah, if it doesn't happen okay. again, Accept that and be happy that it happened. Not constantly living like Jerry Jones, where you're going back and looking for your next Troy Aikman. There's there's a lot of people that don't, they don't even realize the Patriots were bad. A lot of these Patriot fans, they're going to have to go back. There's some of them. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people who don't are casual. I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, we are going to be the worst team in the division. That ain't it. Well, that's a, wait for our brigade proxy stories. There's not everyone who agrees with that. <laughs> there are people who are talking about a certain team that no one is talking about being the worst team in the division. We'll right. get to that a little bit later in the show. Uh, okay, let's talk some gambling news before we do the Circus Sports 32 teams and 31 shows. This is interesting. The federal government According to a letter that was released yesterday by the Nevada Gaming Control Board as a response to essentially the Department of Justice telling state gaming operators and regulators that it's going to take, quote, seriously the issue of illegal gambling and will investigate offshore and online illegal casinos, quote. The department takes seriously the issue of illegal gambling, including illegal online gambling, and continues to be to successfully investigate and prosecute illegal internet gambling. The FBI 
worked hard to establish and maintain strong partnerships with public and private entities to combat illegal gaming. The department appreciates the adverse illegal gaming, the adverse illegal gambling has on individuals and communities and will continue to use all available tools to detect, investigate, and prosecute illegal activity. What does this mean to you right before football season that they're telling the states the FBI is coming? I think they're just sending out the message that if you are doing anything that might lead them to knock on your door, you've now been warned that your door is on the list. That's the first thing. The second thing is they don't really have a clue what they're looking for. That's that's the other thing. They, they, they well, just, hold they on. Draw these numbers. Hold on. The, the, the states that have asked the DOJ mm-hmm. to investigate are Nevada, Michigan, Colorado, Illinois, Louisiana, Mississippi, and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So you think Nevada doesn't know what to look for for illegal online gambling? No, I think Nevada would be the first place right. that would know. The right. rest of the states should, if that's their plan to get along, they should. Um, but it's not. Those aren't the biggest places this is going on. Correct. Several states left right. off of that list. Well, no, those are the states who are asking the DOJ to prioritize illegal offshore sports books. Well, of course, machine. because they all have, have legal, legal sports. <laughs> they all have legal sports books. Right. So they want the illegal market to go away because they have the legal market, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. We know that New Jersey's been on the forefront of this forever. So it's no shock that New Jersey's on this. New Jersey was the first state to every to ever blacklist offshore sports books geo-targeted so in the state you can't actually access them they went far they went farther than anybody you can't even in jersey you can't even type in an offshore they don't let you nothing comes up yeah so yeah that's the i mean so no shock that jersey's there but the other states are interesting that they're on this list that they have sent this letter asking you know the letter to merrick garland to address the threats of illegal gambling poses that state regulars cannot tackle alone. The letter cited the dangers posed by illegal wagering, and we know what those things are, money laundering and not fair payouts to customers, loss of tax revenue, which is the big one, which are all really interested in doing with. Right. But here's the thing. This is my take on this. Someone big is going down this football season. 100%. This is the FBI, and this is the state's, because it was released by Nevada, okay? They put this to the DOJ. Here's a letter. Nevada, the, the, the DOJ takes it. They issued a letter back. And it both it becomes public. Both are, are putting it out there in the public space. So to me, this is both states and the FBI telling whoever's doing something that if you're still doing it, I would stop. Because some one of you, and there's probably 20,000 of these companies doing this, but one of you will get a perp walk to make an example of during football. It always happens that way. Um, Somebody always does. It's usually, um, you know, some operation with a phone room somewhere in a big state or, you know, always seems like it's New York or, you know, Boston. Well, they're big population states. Yeah. yeah, I mean, mass is on this list. Where bookies have been operating for. Look, Florida, Texas, Mm. New York. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What, all, what do those three all have in common? They're the three of the five biggest population states in America. Right. So and now I think, and we'll get to this in the in, in the other story, 
with with the Massachusetts stuff. Media companies, sports books, and leagues are all intertwined mm-hmm. like this. Everybody's partners with everybody. Everybody's knowing what's going on. But do they really know what's going on? That's what this tells me. Maybe they need help finding out what's really going on. And that's where oh, there's definitely uh, there's definitely got to be something you feel like coming down the road. Because like you said, Counselor Peralt, they tell you this for a reason. We just don't know what the reason is today. Yet. Yeah, yet. Let's see where it goes because I don't think it's going to stop. Now, Iowa has proposed their gaming commission. They have proposed a way of cracking down on underage gambling. The Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission has proposed new rules in the wake of the sports betting scandal that has gone through college sports. The state regulator has imposed a notice of intended action. So this is not into effect coming up till October, but this could go into effect this football season. They are trying to do the following. Advanced deposit wagering operators shall prominently display the following information on any interface that accepts wagers. Number one, account sharing is prohibited. Each account holder must not share usernames or passwords with other people. Each wager must be made by the account on the account by only the registered account holder and should not be made on a behalf of any individual. So, Pers- so, so the problem with that, like the sharing of accounts, like doesn't everybody just share accounts with everything they do with the with the streaming and the this and the that? Like, how, how are they going to police that? Correct. Okay. Person number two, persons under twenty one are prohibited from wagering. We knew this. No person shall attempt to circumvent account setup procedures designed to prohibit wagering from individuals under the age of twenty one. Registered account holders shall not attempt to assist in placement of any wager by any individual under the age of twenty one. Which is duh. Number three. Any uh, any other disclosures as required by the administrator, whatever the hell that means. What does that mean? This is like the biggest CYA nonsense because this doesn't stop anything. Like you can, this is really easy. You can, unless there is a camera (laughs) open when you're betting and you're holding your phone and there's a camera literally watching you place the bet to know that it's actually you. There's no way to know who is using your account. There's no way of using, you could say, well, Matt, if I have account that has one, two, three on it, that's my account number. And my phone is X, Y, Z. Well, if account one, two, three is being used on phone, ABC, then that should trip something off. Maybe until you realize that I've got five different devices in my house. (laughs) I have an iPad. I have a computer. I have two phones. I mean, there's a, you just, it doesn't make any sense because the account is designed to be transferable. That's why you have an account number and it's not tied to one device. If they wanted to do that, they would tie it to a device. They want it to be mobile. That's why you have an account number versus having it being tied to one thing. You can't police this. It definitely can't police it. But you can tell that if I'm, here in Las Vegas, logging in, and right. then all of a sudden I log in in Reno. Fine, still the state of Nevada, but I can, I can, you can be seen in different places. 
at the same time. Yes, you could do that. Correct. Well, uh, but this is know. not in Iowa. This was not happening in different even towns. This is all happening in Ames. It was happening right. in one town with multiple devices using the same account. Now, mom and dad is different because mom and dad's account, mom and dad come to visit. They sign up for an Iowa account. They hand it over to Jimmy. Jimmy's 19. Mom and dad live in Minnesota. Okay. Seemed like that account was was used a lot in Iowa. You guys live in Minnesota. How much time are you guys spending in Iowa? Anyone still wondering why Nevada does it the way they do it, where you have to come in and sign up in person with your account yeah. with ID and get put in the system as such. This is you. This is who's going to be on the account. So now at least you're accountable. Everybody likes to make fun of Nevada. Does things so old, antiquated, blah, 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 blah. There's reasons for oh. all of it. And yet a lot of people are in the space talking about stuff that they don't really understand mm-hmm. and saying things that are or are not true. Right. This is sure. not really policeable. This is not enforceable. This is going to be, I guess, yes, a CYA. Um, now the boys in the chat are going crazy about anti. You will need facial recognition. Scan your face to place a wager. Is that even realistically possible? A hundred percent. Oh, I do. I do on my phone all the time. What? Yeah, I tell. I log into my phone all the time. I I log in. I don't log in my password. I log in with with, with my face. Stick my face, and it goes on. That's how we do it. So yeah, absolutely. He's right. No book wants that. No, no book wants that. They don't no. Want no book wants that, but they may have, they may be forced to state might require it. I don't oh. think, I don't think Auntie's wrong. I don't think he's off at all. Oh man. But well, there you go. You don't have to sign up with uh, William Hill in person, William Hill, new app, the Caesars app. You don't have to sign up in person. You can just scan your ID. In Nevada? Gorov says this. Yes. In Nevada? Gorov said his friends have done it. Yeah, because it's that new app, and I think you can sign up with it. um, Uh Uh-uh. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. And scan your ID on your phone. That's impossible. No, that's impossible. All right. Gorov, you're wrong. Guys, don't put information in the chat if you're not sure. Yeah, that can't be right. I'm looking down. That cannot be right. That that, that is. I don't know. I honestly don't know. You just that, that changed everything because everyone could do that. They all could do that. If they wanted to do that, they could do that. What you're saying is the law doesn't exist. This was an operator decision, but we know that there are major companies here in Vegas who have made they sure that. they don't yeah. want that. Yeah. They have pushed it forever. They're the ones in control of the gaming control board. I'll leave them nameless, but they're the ones who have made sure because during the pandemic, why wouldn't we have done that? If the law didn't exist, the Nobody technology has been there the since 2018. Point. Yeah, but they didn't want to change it. Right. No. So what you're, talking, what you're saying is they the gaming control board changed their rule without telling anyone? No, I, I don't buy that to be accurate. I, I would need legitimate proof. I would need someone to actually show me they could do that without signing up. Now, getting back into your account, once you've already had an account, that's a different story. Because remember, the William Hill app became the Caesars app, and you had to go in physically yourself to fix it. So if you've yes, already so gone... If you, uh, if you have a new account, I don't know. If you, if you had an old friend account, said, you've already gone through their homes. Yeah, if you've already gone through it once. 
yeah. as a William Hill customer, meaning you've been in person, you did the whole thing, and you got flipped over to the Caesars account, and all you needed was your ID to get a Caesars on the new Caesars app. Yeah. That's different. We're talking about a brand new account, and you've never had a William Hill account in Nevada. Yeah. I don't buy that for, I don't buy that. I, I need to see a lot more that someone had never had a William Hill or Caesars account. And all they did was show their ID and they signed up. That happens in New Jersey. I've done it in New Jersey. I've done it in Massachusetts. I've done it in New Hampshire. So right. you can do it. I mean, it it's hundred percent possible to do it, but Nevada has never allowed that to happen because they do not want big groups do not want that to happen. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to do some fact checking. Oof. So if that's true, that changes know. a ton before the Super yeah. Bowl. I mean, before the game is here, before the big game comes in, oh my, you can mobile sign up. Yeah, that's what it says. I mean, you know, Gorov said he's, he's brand new accounts. Yes, uh, Jimmy Jack said Matt is wrong. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they've done it. Maybe they've done it. They've changed know. the law without even telling. No, no, no. Anyone. There's no law. What are you talking about? It's not the law. It's gaming in person sign up. Is each, but if you if you sign up in person with different states or different companies, you have to go in person. We've always done it that way. They changed the app. Boom. Mobile registration. I don't know. You send in two pieces of ID before you can deposit or withdraw. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't aware of this. I already had the account. So I don't know. Maybe the people way will come it's here and sign up for that. I mean, I mean, th th this is like, I mean, a quick Google hit. You get, you get five different stories, but you must be in person to gain approval for online sports betting. Right. You take a selfie to sign up to confirm that it's you. So it's not really mobile. It must take days to get that to happen. I don't know. These are the parts of the stuff that uh, until someone tells me, I don't know. I know I had to go in because my account had to be changed, uh, changed over, and I didn't have my email. I probably could have done it all mobily. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so here's an article from April of 23. Changes coming for Nevada Gaming Commission regulations. Yeah. Um... In the meantime, it's seven five White Sox in the top of the fifth, and five three Angels in the bottom of the fifth. So, so are now plus two ten. You want to grab them? Um, there's twenty four. I'll have to go over what this is because there's twenty four state regulations that were changed concerning accounting, security, money transactions, paramutual betting. Well, they had their own things going on. They, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the Caesars William Hill had their own situations going on that had to change, um, a lot of things. A selfie kiosks and, were done. So, so, if this is the case, why in the hell didn't we do this during the pandemic? What a trying stupid to, move trying to survive during the pandemic. So, I, it's just the least important thing in the world. Okay, Tyler just sent this, sent this to you. But what do you mean? Yeah. It, it, it would have kept books in business. People could have signed up for, I would have signed no up for sports. 
You yes, there were. There was UFC. There was there was NASCAR. There was horse racing. There was uh, there were a lot of sports during the pandemic that I would have bet on golf. I would have bet on if I had, and I would have shopped around to different odds and different books, and I would have gotten every book in town if I could mobily sign up for with them. Right. Um, yeah, it needs finalize to be finalized location. at a location. Yes. You got to do it in to, person. Right. That's not. You it's not to, mobile. Yeah. It's not. Right. You have to actually be before you place a bet. You must be physically in a book. You can start the. You can start the process. Right. To get and them to go to ahead. Go. Yeah, that's not mobile. Go. That's not a mobile sign up, right. guys. Okay, that's, that's not. That's not say. like the other states. Yeah, no, I was going to say that's mobile. a whole. That would be that's a seismic change yeah. in Nevada if you ever could do it without physically being in a book first before you place your first wager. So, but it's more than just the books want you in. I mean, yes, the books that are controlling that want them in, but there's a lot of things that come with coming in that can be checked. Mm-hmm. That Nevada knows. What can go on without that? That they want to kind of hold well, on. They want to your people. face in the system too. They want you to walk in, and they want to go ahead and scan you. And as we all know, when you walk into a casino, they have the right yeah. to scan and research you, and target you, and tag you essentially, right? To know who you are, what you're doing, yeah. in case something nefarious happens. One more of these. Ontario has banned celebrities from endorsing sports books. What what constitutes a celebrity? Anybody who's cartoon characters too, by the way, that too, anything athletes, celebrities, cartoon characters, anybody who it goes into effect February of 2024. Uh, it'll be basically, you will not see Connor McDavid. You will not see Wayne, you know, Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. You won't see Austin Matthews. You will not see will, anybody. Will you see Jamie Foxx. No. So movie, movie guys, singers, celebrities, athletes. If you play the sport, you're out. So yep. that cash cow has ended. Yep. Um, and cartoon characters. Professional athletes, celebrities, cartoon characters would no longer be a part of the betting landscape in Ontario, as writes sportshandle.com. Maine has started this. They're the one state that has started to do this, to say, hey, we're going to knock this out. You're not going to allow this to happen. We're not going to have these types of advertisements going after children. According to the AGCO, the Ontario Gaming Control Authority or whatever the O stands for, Ontario, sorry, Alcohol Gaming Commission of Ontario. Okay. Children and youth are heavily influenced by athletes and celebrities that they look up to. Really? We're therefore increasing measures to protect Ontario's youth by disallowing the use of these influential figures to promote online betting in Ontario. Somewhere, Joe Cool is crying. I want to know what the standard is to be a celebrity. Are we out? We can't do it, me and you? Um, Yeah, I would probably say we are probably out. Anybody of a public, anybody in the public eye cannot, cannot endorse, promote sports books. We can do reads, you can do advertisements, but you can't put your name and like this as this is my sports book. Oh, but you're right. I mean, where is the or line? What or what? What do you mean? Or what? Or you're fined, or you lose your license? The the book is yeah. We didn't know he was a celebrity. Well, you run it by the gaming control board. Does this you person have to run every person that you have now endorsing sure. your book through the gaming control board? The alcohol? Would you call it the alcohol and gaming of Ontario? Yeah, alcohol and gaming commission. 
I got to text them or call them every time. Hey, talking to this guy, he's got like 50,000 followers on Twitter. Is he okay? How does this work? It kills everything. No more endorsements. Can't endorse alcohol. Can't can't endorse cigarettes. So next step is no more sports gambling advertising, period? Well, not next step. It's how you advertise. It's what you advertise. The same way you advertise cigarettes right now. You can see a cigarette ad. They're partners with every league and team in what the... I'm, we can look, run this is Ontario. The, this is not here. The, this is not here yet. Okay. The, the question is, when does this come coming. here? It's coming here. Yeah. It's 100% coming, but we got the signage all around yep. in Maple Leaf Gardens. But that's whatever fine. Whatever call that building. Montreal right. Forbes. That's okay. Yes. We can't have a guy who played for them 30 years ago Do it. say, right. you this know what? You should bet at bet MGM. Yeah. I'm okay with the cartoon thing being done. I mean, that's I, I'm I'm down with that. Get rid of the cartoon stuff. That's not cool. Don't yeah, like don't, that. Right. Like it's oh it's man. common sense stuff there. But like, you know, active play. I my whole thing is that I don't mind former players. I don't like active players doing it. A- active players should not be allowed to to endorse sports but sports gambling. Somebody that should endorse sports betting or sports books should probably have been in a sports book at one point in their life. Huh? What? Shouldn't somebody, if you're going to endorse it, like just zero credibility, it doesn't matter. Don't need it. No. Okay. So it's okay. Like, so that, so that sells someone on using the product because if if, if I, if I'm Fox said it, if I'm doing an endorsement for somebody for, for a liquor brand, and I haven't really, and I'm a, I'm a whiskey guy, but I'm endorsing a vodka. Who cares? It doesn't matter if you use it or not. It doesn't matter. The actual use of the product doesn't matter. You're after the audience that that person brings, not the actual use of it. And that's, that's a tried and true method of advertising. hundred percent for hundreds of 200 years. Yes. Inside jobs. Those work. I don't well, know. they work. Sometimes they work. I mean, look, there's, there's been campaigns that will that we are, are responsible for, you know, gigantic growth of a product. I mean, Prime, okay, Prime. My daughter knows what Prime is. She wanted to try it in Boston. What is she, Prime? She has no clue who Jake Paul is, but Jake, that's Jake Paul's Gatorade competitor. She wanted to try because she saw Jake Paul say it. She saw ads on YouTube for it everywhere. It wasn't just Jake Paul. It was other oh. people who on the YouTube world that were endorsing drinking Prime. She's like, I want to try Prime. I was like, why? It's like, I saw it on YouTube shorts. I was like, you should recognize what that is. That's advertising. That's what they're doing. Right. They're, they're trying to convince you to do something. And she was like, huh, right. that's interesting. I guess I didn't think about that. I was like, yeah, you never would have known what Prime is. I don't know if Jake Paul drinks Prime. I don't really care, but some people do. Well. I don't think it works, and I think it is disingenuous. And you know, oh, it I just don't know how it works. I don't know how. I don't. I, it didn't help the sportsbook business. That's why they're stopping it. Well, it, I think it, it helps. No it. one signed up for a sportsbook business because of a particular commercial, like I Wayne Gretzky. Huh? Wayne Gretzky got someone Dave, customers. The, the brain doesn't work it. like that. The brain does not. The human brain does not work like that. There is no one to one connection to. I see Jamie Foxx. I bet at MGM. That's not how the brain works. The brain works with with association. 
where you're more inclined to bet at BetMGM over a different sports book because you like Jamie Foxx and you don't even realize your brain's operating that way. You're more did you, inclined. Did you go to neurosurgeons? No, it's just, re- I mean, average, Dave, I've been in advertising for over 20 good. years. I've been, yeah. I've done advertising for over 20 right. years. I can tell you the human brain doesn't work like that. No one, people don't remember why they buy stuff. They buy it because it's all subconscious. It's where your brain associates things. So this is not about sports gambling. Advertising is not about, I see, you know, a comedian. So I bet at that book. It's not how it works. It's about repetition over and over again in associating that brand with that person. And I like that person. So I'm going to like that brand without even calling, having a connection. And so when I have a choice. So is the same thing going to take effect with either people that nobody knows talking about sports books over and over and over? No, because no one's going to be hired to do that. They'll just have static ads. They won't do TV advertisements in that way. Oh, or they'll be banned from TV. I mean, you can't Ooh. advertise cigarettes on TV. Eventually, I think sports betting advertisements on TV will go away. I, I don't think you'll be able to advertise sports betting on, on TV. Yeah, it's funny. It'll be like it'll be like cigarettes. I remember saying that when it started, going, mm-hmm. this is all going to end. This is just like the fantasy ads. Right. But they came up and blasted it in front of everybody. And it was like, finally, somebody said, what are you guys doing? Right. And they figured out a way to say, Fantasy was gambling or not gambling, and we got to stop it and blah, blah, blah stop. But now you have, to, you have to watch the way it's doing because now the the DFS sites that are operating as sports gambling sites, mm-hmm. they're the ones who have replaced the DFS advertising. Correct. In this football so season, now, in, in this season, you're going to see a ton of them because they're all lined up right now because they feel like the, the the clock is ticking on their business. Correct. This is it. This is the last season for that because they're going to go after it. In Canada, they went. They went after the. You can't have celebrities doing it. You can't. You can advertise, but right. you can't have celebrities, athletes, cartoon characters, and whoever else makes the list. Now, what's next? It's. I think they have to just stop the ads. That's maybe. That's the way I see it. I, I don't know. That, I think they'll stop the TV ads or the radio ads. Yeah, I don't think they'll right. stop the billboard advertisements. Oh no! The, the, the subway advertisements. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff will all the. The print ad won't stop, just like cigarettes can do print ads. You can't do TV ads. The the, the more influential advertisements, the enticements. Right, 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 right. Those those yep. will those will, will stop at some point in the near future. All right, time now for 32 teams in 31 shows. Coming down to the end here, we're into the top 10 with the Baltimore Ravens, the Circus Sports Team of the Day. You guys can still sign up for Circa Million and Circa Survivor all the way up until Saturday, September the 9th. That's the cutoff dates for both contests. We'll give you an updated number tomorrow because we're going down there after the show. Got yep. someone coming to town to sign up. We do. Circusports.com for more information. $8 million available for Survivor. $6 million available for Circa Millions. $1 million first place prize for that. $8 million on the table for Survivor. Could be one, two, three. We'll see how many people make it all the way to the end through 20 weeks for Survivor, 18 weeks for Circa Million. For more information, log on to circusports.com. Team of the day, the Baltimore Ravens. And this is going to be fun because Dave hates the Ravens. I like the Ravens. I bet them already to go to the AFC to, to win the championship, but I think they'll go to the AFC championship game here. I like this offense. I like this team. Last year, they went 10 and 7. Win total, 10 and a half. Under juiced at minus 125 at most Hard books. Schedule. Why? Well, 
Reason to be excited. Lamar Jackson, new weapons. Zay Jones, Boston College first round pick. They grabbed him. New offense being run by Todd Munkin. Defense should be very, very good. Reasons to be concerned. The division is going to be very good. Yes. And the Ravens schedule is not going to be easy for them at all. You left off one other thing. Reasons to be concerned. What's that? That this guy that that this guy is part of their team. (laughs) That's why you mad about mad about that guy. (laughs) No, you should be mad about worried about Kenny Pickett, Pickett's Najee, the Steelers. Should be worried about all that. I mean, I don't know how worried they are about the Browns. They should be worried about the Bengals. The division is going to be hard. Let's welcome Manny's Pub. What's up? They're, They're all watching the show live, and. uh Manny's son, Sammy, who's normally on the road as a truck driver, is here today. They're watching the show Wednesdays at Manny's ah. with the BVB up on the screens. Love it. So we got to talk about the Ravens, boys. It's not personal. I mean, they, <laughs> they don't, we don't, we only use words that you can't really say on the TV too much when we talk about the Ravens, but we talk better about the Ravens than we do about the Browns. What's his schedule? What, 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 what do you got here? You bet this team to win the AFC. That was rude. 11 to but 1. You are a jinx. So hopefully that will work. What are you talking about? We're not going to run this joke for, for much longer. I'm not a jinx. This is nonsense. People say that you are. I don't care what they say of are or not. People say a lot of dumb stuff that's not true. Uh, did that game end? Or, you know, what delay? Game? What's going on with the Orioles game? That game Seven, over? Five. Final? Five. No, no, sixth inning. You got a lot of time left. Don't worry. Why is it? It's not up. You can't. You can't bet live on it right now at Fanduel. Hold on. It's closed. Why? It says I don't know. What did you do? You closed the whole game. You shut the whole game down. Is there a rain delay going on? No. Oh, it's off the. What happened? Oh, oh boy. Somebody's running around the offices right now, going, "Where's the game?" Oh boy. The game is off the board. They pulled it's the just, Orioles game. It's off not the board. up right now. Why would that happen in the sixth inning? My feed stopped. Oh. I don't know. Maybe the guy in Malta took a break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know I know that somebody right now is sending emails or they're on the phone. And it's tomorrow morning in Malta. It's the middle of the night. They're probably sleeping. Nobody <laughs> knows why the live feed is down. This is bad news for the people. Oh, my Schwarber God. needs to get going here. What's going on with Kyle Schwarber? My goodness gracious. Focus on the schedule, please. Okay. Get back here. Ten and a half wins. They open up against Houston. They're, they're winning that game. Survivor play, by the way. If looking for your first survivor play, take the Ravens week one. You want to use them this early? Yes. Get okay. a W. Get a guaranteed W. They're winning that game out of the gates. Yes. At Cincinnati. I'll say lose. Yeah, I'll go. I'll don't split. Like they'll win the home game. Home and home. Yep, I agree with that. They'll split. Okay. Indianapolis. Win. Yep. At Cleveland. Win. Lost to Pittsburgh. Oh, that was nice of you. No, I just think they, they, they'll go one and one there on the They're road. They're going to lose. Oh, the at Cleveland, at Pittsburgh. Yeah. All right, that's fine. I got three wins. Yeah, me too. Uh, home for Tennessee. Although that game's overseas, right? The Tennessee game. Yeah, Tennessee. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. That's overseas. Don't matter. They could play that game on Mars. They're winning. Agreed. Detroit. Home. Yep. Win. Win. 
at Arizona. Strange things happen when, in the desert, but they're not losing when, that game. Six. Seattle, home. When? when seven. Cleveland, home. When? I guess eight. Cincinnati, home. When? Nine. At the Chargers. Nope. Yeah, I'll give you a loss there, too, for the bye week. Home for the Rams. Win. Win at Jacksonville. Damn it, they could win this game, too. Um, I'm rooting for that one to lose. I'll stay with 10. I to win at San Francisco. Lose. Loss. Home for Miami. Damn it. Win, 11. Okay, and then does the Pittsburgh game matter or not? I have 12. It could be a 13 in four year. Oh, it's annoying as hell what you just did there. <laughs> Damn it. This team is going to win a lot of games. So home games are Houston in. Frozen again. Got to close that site. The whole thing's happening. There's, there's no site. I'm all, literally nothing but FanDuel. Um, so it's Houston, Indianapolis. Tennessee is a, is a home game, but it's overseas. Detroit, Seattle, Browns, Bengals, Rams, Dolphins, Steelers. It's a very yeah, winnable Nine home, home games. One, two, three, eight. four. Nine is the t- five, is six, game overseas. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, that's they have nine home games with the one overseas doesn't even count. Okay, right. One, right. two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. ten. Wow. Nine home games, one overseas. Damn, this is this is not this is seven this road is, games. Jeez. Oh, so that's my point. They could be the one seed. This is why I bet this at eleven to one. You're right. I so it pains me to even say it, but you're right. So if they get you have an eleven to one bet. Just need them to get one win, and then you can start hedging off of it. <sighs> it's a fair point. It's really what's, annoying. Actually. What's just thinking the about the bottom? Well, the bottom is Lamar's hurt, and everything yes. goes bad again. Seven, goes, I think seven's the bottom. Oh, that's too low. I mean, look at the schedule. Eight. What's yeah. his, what's the number? Ten and a half? Yeah, if Lamar is not there. Is I mean, this the second most win highest win total in the whole AFC? Eleven and a half is the high. So yeah. I end up I end up picking the Ravens like all of how many times did we pick the Ravens when we did the contest? I mean, I like the Ravens as far as a football team and a side. We used to go in with them all the time in a book. Like mm-hmm. They play for what two decades now that just play great defense and now they have Lamar on a revenge tour a little bit. Yes, that's the thing. Weapons. They've got the best catching tight end in football, Mark Andrews. They've got two very if Beckham comes back and is even remotely productive. They got weapons on the wideouts. Good offensive line. J.K. Dobbins needs to have a good year. He needs to get going. Okay, they invested that they thought he was going to be right. Najee. They thought they were going to get that type of productivity out of him. They haven't. So they need J.K. Dobbins to have a breakout year. <laughs> the Phillies just took the lead 6 5, by the See? way. They're minus 480. Here we go. And the White Sox game is back up 
It's nine five White Sox. Now eighteen and a half is the total. All right, so I just need the Phillies to win that game, and Phillies to win it. one and one's fine. I'm good with that. That's fine. Plus, uh, it's a productive afternoon. All right, boys and girls in the chat, we've got our influx of people. It's noon. Welcome, those of you that are just joining the show or catching up, whatever you're doing. Thank you for coming in. Hit the like button. Please hit the thumb. Uh, somebody's keeping track. They said there's we, we have half the people that are here have not hit the like button. So oh, let's okay. put it to the test. Let's get over 55 likes or something right now if we can. Good. But please put your season win total for the Baltimore Ravens in the chat right now. 11. Over to under to. Over. Ten and a half. Over. Eleven. Eleven and six, which is crazy. That's the six. number. Eleven and six seems so like that's six losses. That's, that seems like a lot. I think it's ten. But I just count I hope it's ten because I think the Steelers can get ten, maybe even eleven. The whole but division could wind up. The whole division's not going to be over five hundred. Okay. Stop. Ah. Okay. Browns How does could, everybody go over 500? The Browns Cleveland could be nine, nine and eight. eight. Yeah, that's possible. They could go nine and eight. It's over, not to, over, it's not to, over to not one person is putting under. Jimmy Jack, I see you. Four Ks, Jimmy Jack. Time for your ears. Watch out, everybody. Here we go. Service NFL Pro Football Story of the Day. We'll sign up. Stewart's in town. He's been very excited about being with us and for the Brigade Proxy Service. We'll see him here an hour and a half down at Circa to sign him up for the Million Survivor. Looking forward yes. to seeing him in person for what's going on. Yes. You guys can text us. If you're coming to town, please send a text message at 702-570-8255. That is 702-570-TALK is the text line to get in touch a bunch of you have been emailing which brigade proxy at gmail.com phenomenal it's on the it's on the business card you can yes. do that but the instant reaction is a te- is a text because that goes to multiple people right the email comes to multiple people too but we don't always check it as much as we text the text message text comes instantaneously we can get you booked and and, and, and ready to go <laughs> here wednesday friday saturday sunday Appointments right now, but we'll have, we'll be there all weekend for you guys to sign you up here for the yes. Black Search. When do the bread men get in town? Bread men get to town. Uh, Raymaker Lou will be here one week from today. He put the gif out when Roethlisberger uh, tweet seven days. I'll be in Vegas. Oh, so they're coming in for week one of the NFL. Yes, sir. Uh, very cool. Yes, okay. sir. Yeah, very cool. Planning on watching the game somewhere, I believe, and some other chicanery. That these pro football planned. focus put this out today. Why? No one's talking about it. <laughs> Could the Bills finish last in the AFC East? How'd this even make the rundown? You know, Bill Belichick has only come in last place in the AFC East one time. Ever? His first year coaching the Patriots. The only time ever? Ever. The only time he's ever come in last place. So he says it's a bit disingenuous to think the Patriots are going to be the worst team in the division because they haven't been for over, what, 20 years? So now, where are the Jets, where are the Dolphins, and where are the Bills? Because if you cross the Patriots off, they're not going to be the worst team in the division. Somebody else is going to be. Okay. 
are we all just assuming the Bills are not going to have a fall from grace? I don't even like the way the way this this topic has turned. I'm just telling you, I've been saying this. The all Patriots are going to be the worst team in the division. No, I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be. No, could be the Dolphins, could be the Jets, could be the Bills, but the NFL, the coin turns so quickly in the NFL. Does it ever? And we've been so. In, I mean, we're just assuming the Bills are going to be right there. That they're gonna just the window hasn't closed. That there's no problems in the clubhouse. There's no issues with the football. Everything's gonna be hunky dory. They still can't yeah. run the football. The quarterback still turns the ball over a ton. Stephon Diggs is really angry. He may not even pull the whole team up. You got an Antonio Brown situation on their hands. Oh, they're good. They're not gonna have Vaughn Miller's not gonna be there for the first four games. Just interesting Florio. I don't think Florio's off by floating it. I really don't. So is it the is it the Jets? No, it could be the Bills. No, as far as the best team. Oh, it could be. I mean, if everything goes right. I want it to be the Dolphins. It could be the Dolphins too. If could the Tua Dolphins be the hurt. worst team in the division? If Tua gets hurt. One time. That's it. Oh, do we have to fact check this? This is one time in this in the skit. Read the article I sent you. It's in the article. My God, it's in it's in the article. It's kind of crazy, but you stop and go. Wait, really? But that's one hundred percent true. It hasn't happened. Belichick doesn't do it. Doesn't finish last. The Patriots uh, haven't finished in last place in the AFC East since Belichick's first season in two thousand. It's been 22, 23 years. That is an incredible stat. All right. So we'll ask the chat right now. This is what we do as we continue to do the show. Chat gets very interactive. Who finishes last in the AFC East right now? First blush. I think most people say New England, but damn, you hit me with that stat. This only happened one time in 22 years. I don't like the sounds of that. He had a guy named Tom Brady, though, playing quarterback. Now he's got Mac yeah, Jones. He didn't, he didn't even come in last place when Matt Castle was the quarterback. That was one of his best coaching jobs ever. He hasn't come in last place with Mac oh. Jones. Mac Jones has been the quarterback, hasn't yeah. come in last place. Wow. He, he the first three responses are Jets, Jets, Dolphins, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. There's no Bills. So There's no Bills. So there you go. Well, maybe they, we'll see. But that's what Florio is talking about. That no one's talking about it at the moment. And Sean McDermott's taking over the defense. You know, it's a very interesting time right now for the Bills and everybody. On paper, according to Florio, the Bills are currently the third best team in the division. According to Florio, on paper, mm. so the third best team behind both the Jets and. The Dolphins. The Dolphins. Yeah. And the Patriots always play well in Buffalo. Right. And they always play Buffalo tough in New England. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, I mean, like, if they play them tough and they have the same – they both go 9-8 and and the Patriots have the tiebreaker over the Bills, the Bills are in last place. Patriots aren't. So – just something not I consider. One, not one person put the bills, by the way. Uh, tonight, we have history trying to be made in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is crazy to me. You've seen this. This is in 
incredible. No, I, I well, I've seen the the volleyball. Nebraska aiming for women's attendance record with a game tonight instead of Memorial Stadium. So what they are doing is that they are trying to have ninety five thousand people present tonight to watch a women's to watch two women's volleyball games. Now, living in Omaha, one of the most incredible things that I experienced was when I went there and I realized that the girls who are athletes do not play anything but volleyball. Right. John Cook is an incredible coach. He has built a culture, not just a culture in the Nebraska University of. He's built the culture statewide. The most popular female athletes in the state are not the basketball players, are not the softball players. They are the volleyball players. They are celebrities when they walk around town. They are rock stars in Lincoln. The team sells out their home football games. But number two, the quickest ticket to go, women's volleyball home games. You ever watch one when you were there? Oh, my God, yes. In person, NCAA tournament games. It's awesome. It's so much fun. Like Penn State was really good at women's volleyball when I was there. I had Russ Rose as a bowling teacher. uh, So I would go and, you know, watch. I, I went to every sport when I was there. Women's volleyball is electric in person with a crowd is awesome and a really good team. It's fantastic. This is in a football stadium, P. Rolf. You're not going to be, it's simply just to say you were there. You're not going to be able to say any, see anything. Right. Okay. I've seen the overhead drone shots of it. It's, it's remarkable. I should have grabbed a picture of it. It I apologize. I didn't do that, but it's, um, it's amazing to watch. It's going to be, like literally the, the volleyball court is all the way tucked to the far side. It's on like the 20 yard line. Oh, okay. At Memorial okay. stadium. Okay. And so you have like a warm up area, you've got other like practice stuff going on. And then the game going on as is it's, you're not gonna be able to see anything, but they think the current record is 91,000 world record, 91,000. They're going for 95,000 tonight. I hope they get it. They're going to get it. Anyone and everyone is going to this. This is a this becomes the thing to do in Nebraska. On like the joke is it's not even a joke, but it's the truth. On game days, Lincoln, Nebraska, the, the stadium becomes the third biggest city in the state. Same thing. They put that graphic up at Penn State, and the yeah. crowd goes nuts every yeah. single time. So it's Omaha, Lincoln. Memorial Stadium becomes the is third. Is this going to be on national television? Anywhere? I think I think it is on TV. Yeah, like I hopefully think, on the Big Ten Network or something. Because you know, Kendall Little Kinsig has started her athletic career with volleyball. Like we are getting immersed in what club options are available and all this other stuff. And she's like, "I'm nine. I just want to play." Like, right. But she's gravitating towards it, and. She's growing like a weed. She's very tall, but she likes it. So I want to show her this and say, look at this. Like 100%, if this was anywhere close, we'd be going. 100%. Oh, yeah. So that's it right there. <laughs> look at that. Right? Isn't that crazy? Oh, it's going to be 95,000 people. You think they're going to be a little bit nervous? That's a lot of people to play in front of. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people. But I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a cupcake game, though. They're going to kill them. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. it's not like it's not going to be like a real. I mean, this is they're playing Nebraska Omaha. They're playing their little sister. They're going to kick the crap out of them. 
This is what they do. This is like this is an exhibition game in a lot of ways. Nebraska is not going to be remotely threatened. Uh, In in 1999, 90,185 people packed the Rose Bowl to watch the World Cup final between USA and China. The next world record is is a world record of 91,648. That was when Barcelona hosted Wolfsburg last April for the Champions League match. Trev Alberts, the AD of Nebraska, said, yes, I believe we will get to that goal. I think the number is going to be closer to 95,000. CBW just came in the chat, said it's confirmed. It's on the Big Ten Network tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern, cool. 5 o'clock Pacific. If it's windy, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> got to adjust for the wind. So that's uh-oh. Does the that stadium is, get windy? Does it ever? Oh, yes. God. <laughs> so the hope is no wind. It's not a windy night tonight because if it is windy, that is really going to be a problem. Going to have to play anyway. I mean, we're going to play. Got to play. Rain, we're playing. It's, it's no debate. You're playing, but wear. man, it's ten to five. White Sox are killing the Orioles. That game's that's a loss. That's yeah. too bad. Um, but I got plus one thirty on the on the Phillies. So I need one more run out of the Phillies here in the bottom of the seventh, eighth, most likely to get that. I need that run line to come in for the Phillies. Uh, six five currently the lead there. All right, uh, Sports Grid, thank you for being here. We appreciate you guys as always. We'll be back tomorrow, same place, same time for a Thursday's BVB with a lot of football to get into tomorrow. Looking forward to the show tomorrow. For you guys who are on YouTube and Twitter, do not move. You guys are getting bonus time. Okay. And we go right into the other loud one as we. Do it, into it, into it. Time for better to book it. Only one today for better to book it. Uh, Astros minus one fifty, minus one and a half runs run line against the Red Sox. Plus one eighteen. You buried this team yesterday. Yeah, they're dead. They're going to get killed tonight. Taps for them. They're going to get killed tonight. Got killed last night. Six to taps. It's over. Six two last night. They're going to kill tonight. Kind of played out just like we said too. I, I don't want to. I, I don't. We don't have to pat ourselves on the back when we get things. Right. You like the Red Sox in the under. You said Red Sox under last night. It was or it was Astros in the under last night. I know, but the game played out as we described, and you did say because I like Bello. Bello gave up two runs, pulled him in the fourth inning or fifth inning, and then they four got and a, four and a third, yanked and him four like, and a third. You're like you had said it. Like you're gonna have to get. At least nine outs, if not more, from this bullpen, and that's not going to be good. And nope, <laughs> that's where it all went bad. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And same thing happened tonight. It's Framber. Framber's lost three straight starts. It's crazy. Mm. Who's pitching for uh... Uh, Crawford? Mm. Three-one oh. final, four-one final, somewhere in that range. Don't mind the under. The Red Sox bullpen scares me because Red Sox bullpen can give up 10 runs. You could lose That's the game. Scary. Wow. You, you could lose 10-1 tonight. That's why I'm not betting the under. I think this is a bet. This is this is Framber on a road. So we get all nine at bats and we get if we get to the bullpen relatively early, they cover. If Crawford goes and pitches a good game, may have to sweat it. It's only minus one thirty-five. What is going on? They think the Red Sox are going to have to win the game. A lot of pressure on them. Live again. Yeah, that's what they think. But that's I don't cool. agree. I, I don't. 
<laughs> agree. Uh, bonus time. Kevin Whitrock threw this out here. There's two. There's two questions to get oh, into. Actually, no. okay. First one is, which FBS team is on upset alert this weekend against an FCS team? You have to exclude Iowa State from this topic. That's what I would say. I would put Iowa. State. Oh, I would say Iowa State against Northern Iowa. I was going to. I was uh, the first thought was was yeah. it that Iowa State North Northern Iowa? But so what are the examples, sir? Uh, let's see. So we're going to Saturday. Um, uh, FCS. Gosh. Sam Houston State. BYU plays Sam Houston State. Florida A&M and Jackson State. They're playing each other. Um, there's not that many games on FCS against FBS schools. There's a lot of good FBS versus FBS games. Is Tulane South Alabama an option? Tulane plays Tulane's a top ten team, and South Alabama is no, they're FBS. That's not FCS. Oh, okay, I don't think so. Well, I could be wrong about that. I thought I thought South Alabama moved uh, up. They were when I was there, but I thought they moved up. Uh, are they FCS or FBS? Yeah, they are FCS. Okay, so that that no 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 no, they're in the Sun Belt. No, they're FBS. They moved up. So that doesn't count. I can't. I mean, I used to just say D1. Well, like I D, can't keep track D, of D, Yeah, D1, D1, double A. FBS, it's all bullshit to me anyway. I, it's True. Just, I, I mean, there's not that many. It's, it's crazy. Like, track. I mean, there's... Uh, gosh. There really isn't that many. F Colgate will scare... Yeah, yeah Colgate will scare... Syracuse CBW. Said. I don't mind that. No, I, I agree with that. That's a good he point. He said, don't say that. I just said it. CBW. Oh. Sorry. I think that's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely possible. Syracuse <laughs> is horrible. Yeah, I could I could see that. hundred percent. I could see that. Yeah. Fandle does this whole like featured thing. Just give me all the games. I don't want like your uh, featured this games. Is, this is, this is, this is brutal. Stupid. This just is give me brutal. the, I, I don't need you to tell me what you think is a big game. Southern Utah, Arizona state. Is that one? It is. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know a lick about Southern Utah. That's Clown MB3 said that one. Jade Outbet said Southern Alabama is FBS. Okay. ASU starting acute. Uh, How about uh, Illinois, Eastern Illinois against Indiana State? Eastern Illinois against who? Indiana State. The Sycamores have a football team? They do. They play in, in the Valley. Didn't even know that. UNLV and Bryant is that a possibility? Yes, that is actually a possibility. Oh, I've seen no. I've seen people who have said that that the Bryant's going to beat UNLV at an offense. Yes, I saw that earlier this summer. People have said that that's a game to watch out for. That bet the over in that game. Want to go to the game? There'll be nobody there. Not really. Not Saturday afternoon. Not particularly. South Dakota against Missouri. Damn, that's an FCS power against an SEC school. What about ODU? Our man Mikey Awesome with the oh. wrench. How about a kid that I coached softball for a long, long time? Just accepted she landed in ODU. She's going to Old Dominion nice. to play softball. Lala, yeah. So if Mikey Awesome, if you go to a softball game, find Cynthia, call her Lala, and say you're good friends with Coach Dave. Uh, it'll blow her mind. But yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so we were uh, sitting at dinner last night. And Kylie goes, "Do you know where Old Dominion is?" <laughs> You're like, "Wait, what?" And I said, "Well, yes, I do. Why?" <laughs> She's like, "Lala 
is going there to go to college this year. She play softball. I said, what? I said, oh, man, we got a place to stay. We could go watch her. <laughs> we got true. a guy to pick us up at the airport. That's true. That would be phenomenal. So, yeah. All right. Uh, and then one more. We've one got more. Um, Frank has had one, right. didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, bonus time question. Teams who don't play starters in the preseason, like the Rams, Broncos, Bengals, Cowboys, all lost in week one last year. Do you use starter burn time in week one for capping? What is starter burn time? What does that mean? Do they do they need week one to get into the win into the rhythm of things? They don't play in the preseason and oh, they use week oh, one oh, to get oh, ready oh, to get oh. into the season. Does so, that concern you? I this was always a, a topic of debate. Now the numbers come up for week one before the draft. So right. now the numbers for week one are so different. And we have a week off of even remotely seeing anything to move a number. Right. The three game preseason has changed a lot of the week one push or handicap. Right. I think to answer your question, it's different for everyone. I don't put much stock in it. Like I think, it, I think matchups matter. Who are they playing? Who are they playing in week one? I'm more concerned about the opponent than I am about playing time. It's, if it's a veteran quarterback like Dak Prescott, I'm not really worried about him not performing well because he didn't take preseason snaps. Correct. If it's a you know a fragile quarterback like Kyler Murray, not playing obviously, but somebody like that who is young in his career and fragile, okay, maybe I would think about it and go, that might be something to, to keep into, into account. But I don't think like more and more teams are saying the preseason's bullshit, don't play anybody. Forget it. Like mm. they're taking way more of, a, of an account onto the uh, joint practices. Those that's more. That's more important yes. now. It's way more important to the coaches to have your guys playing in the joint practices than they are in the preseason games. Yes, those are just the you know for fun stuff. Yeah, um, I can't stand the first two or three weeks of the NFL. Why? Handicapping wise, it's Why? because I feel like it's. A glorified preseason. Like there's a lot of unknowns. Teams look so different in September than they end up looking even in October and going forward. That I I watch the games, but with a different uh, it looks like they're working things out now more than ever. And there's two or three teams that come out like clicking and everything is running smooth. So uh, three preseason games less practice time than ever and then they don't tackle them like the thing i'm looking for in the beginning is overs like you're just trying to find the games where there's going to be overs and i used to want to look for unders that's done with all the the, the lack of practice and the lack of tackling i'm, I'm looking for overs in the, in the first couple of weeks interesting um not even listening to me yeah i am right what are you? What, what tab are you reading right now? Look at you're so focused right now. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure we have we got got everything before we do everything about today. That oh, uh, yeah. By the way, Jimmy Jack, um, Syracuse being better than UMass is not something I'd brag about. It's not exactly <laughs> something I'd be like pounding my chest going. Syracuse is better than UMass. Great, <laughs> like 
So my team won one game and I thought they won the Super Bowl. So give you an idea. We're so excited. The expectations for UMass are not exactly high. You play in a much better conference. In fact, you guys have a conference. UMass is independent. They got kicked out of the last conference they were in because they suck so bad. Oh, boy. True story. Favorite thing about today is what? Going to meet Stewart, right? We're going to meet Stewart. I can't wait. The guy had a procedure done. He's just this, that, whatever, and he's beyond excited to come here and say hello to us, sign up for the contest, have his football fixed for the season. So that and the Michael Jackson video that I tweeted today <laughs> singing who's loving who he hits the he's It was in 1969. Just watching a kid do something that a, most grownups can only dream of doing. It somehow popped in my feed today, and I'm like, man, he got the coolest hat on, a purple suit, him and his brothers stepping and dancing, and he's singing. I must have watched that video along with the Goron video at least 20 times this morning. It's so good. It's very, very good. Yeah, I'm psyched to see our friend Stuart today. That's always going to be fun whenever we get someone who's been wanting to meet us and hang out and get a picture for a while. So we're looking forward to doing that. It's day two for me for school, so... That's going to be fun. Uh, you know, it's going to be a rough day, though, Dave, when UNLV just sent out a traffic alert. I guess there's a massive problem going on at the strip at the moment for traffic. So yeah, just a Kelsey heads up. just texted me. And says, she did. Well, she's home now, but. Okay. She's got to drive down there every day. It's going to be. Oh, I just don't know what's going on with our city. So, it's, yeah, it was it was a um, police services are on the scene of an unscheduled impact event traffic uh, affecting traffic near Tropicana and University Center. There's no threat to campus, but avoid the area due to possible traffic congestion. Is there like a, a politician here? Is there, uh, you know, no, they traffic? probably just put up the cones to put down some more asphalt for this <laughs> race that's coming in November <laughs> that everybody hates. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> it's absolutely awesome. So we'll go barricade our way through that and hopefully get, get down here. the circuit. Get, have no problems. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We'll talk to you tomorrow for a Thursday BVB. Out.